Welcome to the Love Reimagined Podcast. If you're tired of hearing about a God who is supposedly represented perfectly through Jesus, but is less kind than you, your grandma, and even Hitler, this podcast is for you. We welcome you to join Joe Chadburn, that's me, and friends as we reimagine Father through the perfect lens of Christ. Now, we occasionally tip a few sacred cows, but be assured that no members of the bovine species were harmed during the recording of this episode you are about to enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Joe Chadburn. I'm going to be breaking down Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 2 today. And uh, we'll get right into it here. I'm going to read the verse. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why would Paul say grace to you, um, to the Ephesians? Didn't they already have grace and peace? I mean, were the Ephesians (laughs) void of grace and peace before Paul's words were read? Um, After all, he's writing to people in Christ. Um, They knew Jesus, knew that they were accepted and loved and included and and all of that. They had an experience with Jesus. He's writing to uh, people who had, you know, experiences with Jesus, were walking with Jesus um, in the midst of of a very pagan culture at the time, too, which we'll talk a little bit more about uh, in uh, future verses. But uh, you know, I look. I look at this, and uh, you you got you got to say, well, what what's Paul? Are you just arrogant? Um, do you think they're void of grace and peace? Don't they already? Have, if you're in Christ and you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, don't grace and peace already uh, you know reside in you? Uh, you know, grace being God's unmerited favor and divine enablement, and peace being uh, set at one again. Um, with God and each other, and uh, having a revelation and understanding and experience of that, uh, how can that be any deeper? Well, you know, thank the Lord, we <laughs> it can, and we can grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what we say to each other can be very empowering. Um, that's what uh, some of the things I've learned from, uh, you know, from reading Paul's writings. And uh, so this is this is really cool. There's a uh, participatory love relationship um, of man with God and each other. There's this cooperation. Paul says in Philippians 1, 3 through 7, I'm going to read it. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart in as much as in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. So there's this interrelational grace. I can't tell you exactly how it works, but it works in the spirit. It works through the spoken word, which is creative and powerful. And we can actually build each other up as we speak the truth in love to one another. We'll talk more about that uh, when we get to Ephesians 4. So yeah, words matter. Words are powerful. The things that we say to each other um, and so, you know, you know, we can impart to each other certain dimensions uh, of the Spirit, certain things from God, 
uh, on a regular basis as we grow in grace. And this is part of how we do it is through communicating with each other. That's why, you know, uh, friendships are so important. Fellowship, whatever you want to call it, koinonia um, is, is the technical Greek term. But thank the Lord for that. We are interrelated in some really wonderful ways. He who is joined to the Lord is, is one spirit. So whether people have realized that or not, they're included. But when that re realization happens, they understand they have uh, communication with God and that God's love flows through them. And there's certain things that they can, uh, just ways that they love each other. And uh, we tend to, for lack of a better term, we tend to rub off on each other. And, and uh, the, the things of the Spirit can rub off. And as we speak, um, our words can be creative as we're following, you know, the Lord and, uh, you know, allowing him, him to guide our conversation. And I think that's really powerful. People have used that and really perverted that. Um, yeah, it's got to be something in the Spirit. It's got to be a love thing, not uh, just some selfish greed thing where I can just, you know, say Lamborghini and I'm going to have one in the parking lot or something. That's not, uh, yeah, that's that's not what I'm talking about. But I think that we have, uh, yeah, a lot of in a lot of camps, just people have lost touch with the power of the spoken word, okay? Because we have authority on earth. We're the light of the world. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you that you love one another, even as I've loved you. So he's, he's given us this love dominion, not through military might, not through politics, um, not through being mean people or imposing, you know, our beliefs on other people by simply through the, the law of love, the law of the spirit in, of life in Christ Jesus, uh, you know, that sets us free uh, from the law of sin and death. And, uh, and brings life wherever we go. So I, I find that to be very cool, okay? So Jesus brought new life to the Eden mandate to guard, cultivate, and fill the earth. James likens the tongue in James 3 to the rudder of a ship, the helm of a ship, okay? So our, our lives so often go in the direction of our confession of what we say. And I'm going to talk about that word confession a little bit here, because yeah, it, it is important. So and getting back how this relates to Paul, Paul is speaking grace and peace to them. Yes, they already have grace and peace, but there's something empowering and enabling uh, about, you know, when we speak to each other, when we write to each other, when we edify each other in love, uh, that really does something for us, you know, spiritually, intellectually, and uh, and physically. We, we All of that should flow, you know, uh, through us. Um and, and bring wholeness, bring experiential wholeness that, uh, that we're walking in and, and bringing to others. So Romans 10, 9, um, and this is, this is, a lot of people have this verse memorized, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, you shall be saved or delivered. That word, um, that word's really a, a powerful word there, okay, Romans 10, 9. And it's, uh, I want to make sure here. Yeah, it's uh, it's sozo. And it's like the Greek word that uh, is very similar to the Hebrew word shalom. And um, that word shalom, okay, really means a wholeness. It, it is a, a perfect wholeness. And, and so that's, that's, man, what a, what a, what a beautiful, powerful thing to think about. Okay. Then we're, we're continually confessing that Jesus is Lord, believing in, in our heart that God raised him from the dead and that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And we're delivered from faith to faith and glory to glory and, uh, and realm to realm, you know, 
uh, in our experience with him and with each other. And that word confess is uh, homologeo. And I, I love that word, okay? Because what it means is homo means is the same, of course. And um, logeo is the word we get logic from. So, or word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Jesus is the perfect logic of God. So homologeo, is, it means to speak the same logic, to speak the same perfect word to speak Jesus, okay? And so, so this, this is really cool. So when we're, when we're confessing, we are speaking Jesus. We're speaking who he is, who we are in him. We are in agreement with the perfect logic of God, okay? We're speaking the same thing that God is speaking over us and has said over us, okay? And over each other, and it's empowering. It is life-giving. It is, it is essential, okay? Wow, this, this, is, this is a powerful thing. Hebrews 3.1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Okay, this is, this is really cool, okay? He's the apostle and high priest of my profession. It's the same word. For, they use it for confession um, in the King James, and that, that's homologia, Okay. And means, again, to say the same thing as God, to speak God's perfect logic, which is found in Jesus Christ, who is the brightness of the Father's glory, the express image of his person, who's the only one who could say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I mean, what a powerful thing. So we're his ambassadors, okay? We're, we are apostolic. Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our profession, and we are apostolic. We are bringing, I talked about that in, in the uh, previous video in Ephesians 1.1, but apostolic people bring the culture of the spirit realm, of the love realm, the heavenly realm to earth. And if you, I'm not going to re reiterate that, Go back to that if you haven't, and uh, get that teaching. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's it's life changing. Okay, um, so apostolic. We're also intercessors. Okay, we are priestly as well. We are a, a royal priesthood. First Peter two nine. So that's awesome. But Jesus is also says he's the apostle and high priest of our confession of our homologia. So he is he is active, he is working, okay, um, in bringing that culture to earth as we speak. He does that through us. He's the apostle and high priest. So he intercedes through us. That's a wonderful thing. And he professes things through us. We, he is the head. We are the body of Christ. So that's awesome. But I've got to be in agreement. Because if I'm not saying, uh, you know, if I'm not agreeing with him, then, you know, if I'm just beating myself down or just, you know, if I were being a condemnation preacher, if I were hating on people, uh, there's nothing. It's not it's not homologia. It's not it's not that confession. And it doesn't. Uh, and, and it's not going to. Uh, yeah, it's not going to work like it should. So. Again, Jesus is the perfect logic of God, and we and it's there's it's powerful. Like when Paul was saying grace and peace to you, and when we speak that to one another with this homologia, we are we we are yeah saying the same thing as God, and that is uh, that that is an amazing thing, a great way to encourage. That's confession. A lot of people, when they hear confess in Christian realms, it's all about confessing your sin. Well, if all you're doing is confessing your sin, then you're going to have, uh, then you're just going to keep sinning. 
because it's it's like the baseball player who keeps focusing on not striking out. As long as he's focusing on not striking out and not focusing uh, on the ball, uh, he's going to strike out. But if he focuses on the ball, he's going to get a whole lot more hits, okay? That's why we take our eyes off of everything else and focus on Jesus, okay? Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, yes. <laughs> Man, what a what a an, an awesome thing, okay? And uh, yeah, and so so that agreement, something happens in the uh, in the spirit realm. That's that's very powerful, okay? Yeah, heaven has its has its own one language. It's a love language. The official logic, the final and perfect word of God, is Jesus. So. Wow. As we're speaking after Jesus, as we're even quoting Jesus, okay, as we're just allowing Jesus to flow through us, powerful things can happen there. We say Jesus is Lord, okay? When we confess, okay, uh, with our mouth, uh, homo logea, saying the same thing, okay, agreeing with God, Wow. When we confess that Jesus is Lord, believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead and the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And we are seated. We have authority in the spirit realm through Christ Jesus. Wow. We are delivered from faith to faith and from glory to glory. We are being made whole. We're, we're saved. We're being saved and we shall be saved. It's an ongoing sozo shalom thing uh, where we're being made whole and bringing wholeness to one another, bringing wholeness in our spheres of influence. Wow. Bringing heaven to earth. That's a, that's an amazing, powerful thing. All right. Praise God. Um, okay. So you even, you even see we are part of the uh, Melchizedek priesthood. You can study that in Hebrews uh, 7 uh, versus the Levitical priesthood. Uh, the Levitical priesthood had blessings and cursings, but the Melchizedek priesthood is blessings only. Galatians 3 tells us, cursed is every man who hangs from a tree. And we know that Jesus, wow, <laughs> hung on the tree for us in our place and as us and with us. Okay. This, this is amazing. He included us, whether we realize it or not, in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Okay. We are included in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us, um, yeah, he became sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So grace to you, unmerited favor, divine enablement, and a growing revelation of being set at one again, that peace. You're going back to the future, okay? From before the foundation of the world, God ordained us to be one with him and one with another, and Jesus has made way for that. He has made that a reality that we can walk in today and uh, and that we can bring in, in, in the earth and that we can speak into, into the earth and, uh, and to one another. I find that so powerful, okay? First Peter 1, 2 says, grace and peace be multiplied uh, unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Second uh, Peter 3.18 says, But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Now, I also find it uh, very interesting. I'm going to pop back up into uh, Ephesians 1.2 here. 
And here you go. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it just be enough for him to say from God our Father or, or from the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, did he have to mention both? And why are both mentioned? Is there any importance of that? Uh, and I see something really powerful there, okay? Um, Father and Lord, okay? Um, Father speaks to our origin and our identity, and we need to know that. That's special to us, okay? Um, everyone needs to know their origin, their identity, whose image they bear, who's your daddy, okay? That's the question of the ages, all right? Wow. And God says, and God says, I am the Father, okay? The DNA says, I am the Father. People, not everybody's awakened unto that, but that is the reality. That is the will of God, okay? So yeah, it's important to know our origin identity, and it's also important to know his lordship because he's given us dominion. He is, he is, he is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is Christ. He is the King, and he's given us his lordship flows through us in his upside down kingdom where we love our neighbor, where we turn the other cheek, where we go the extra mile when uh, it's, it's a love thing, not a military thing, not a political thing. This is something from the kingdom of God. It's truly apostolic and it is truly priestly as we're bringing, as we are kingdom bringers, bringing love and also intercessors uh, praying for and as others, and uh, and that word intercede also means to interview if you look at it. So you're like Oprah in a way, just talking to God about people. And then when you do that, uh, not in a bad way, but when you have an open heart, he will uh, he will reveal <laughs> how he sees them to you, and you'll you'll catch a glimpse. Okay, you won't know it all, but you'll catch a glimpse. Okay, and and ever increasing glimpses as we do that of how much he loves other people, how much he values other people, and then through that we're able to to do what we call speaking prophetically when we're seeing through the eyes of God and speaking blessing, speaking grace, speaking peace uh, into people's lives. So I highly encourage you. This is powerful. I mean, this verse, you could just read right by it, blow through it. And there's so much more that I didn't cover, but man, this is a, this is powerful as is the entire Bible. And uh, just so thankful as we look at it in perspective, understanding that Jesus is uh, God's perfect word. Um, and we, we look at it, everything through the lens of Jesus, knowing that the people in the Old Testament were grasping in the dark. Uh, you know, we got a lot of beautiful types and shadows, but Jesus and Jesus alone is the substance. So he's the one we love. He's the one that we worship. And he is the one that we confess, that we agree with in that confession, that homo logia. And uh, just so thankful for that. Thankful for you. Look forward to any questions that you have. We will do a Q&A with that in some way, shape, or form. And then we'll uh, we'll get into Ephesians 1-3 and plan that all for next week. So God bless. Love you all so much. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and share with your family, friends, and those who have yet to discover their awesomeness and yours. 
You can also check us out at lovereimagine.org. Again, no cows were harmed during the recording of this episode. <laughs>